Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy Friday, Edwin. Happy Friday, Andrew. December 23rd. Just another week. Another week of this year left. <laughs> yeah, there is only a week of this year left. That's amazing to me. Yeah, it is. It is. I know this is a big weekend for a lot of people. I'm just going to say. Oh, that's right. <laughs> this is a big weekend for a lot of people. Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. This Sunday, guess where I'm still going to be? Yeah. I, I'm worshiping God with the, God's family. We've oh, been yeah, talking yeah. about the house of God and the family of God and putting them first and having zeal for God's house. Mm-hmm. And so, look, it's it's this Sunday, and I get it. A holiday is for, for so many people has fallen on this Sunday, but we're still at the Livingston hey. Church. That family of God's going to come together. We're going to worship. We're going to edify one another. Absolutely we are. And so we want to invite you, if you want to be involved in that, you can come join us. Get all the information at christiansmeethere.org about times and uh, I was about to say about times and temperatures, but about times and directions. Well, it's Florida, so I'll tell you, the temperature won't be too bad, particularly <laughs> if you're listening to us up where some north in the country. Yeah, no north somewhere in the country. All right. So, so are we going to read Psalm 69 one more time today? We are going to read Psalm 69 one more time today, and what I'm going to do is read from the International Children's Bible, because there's some imprecation in this psalm, and just honestly... I always like to see how they handle this. That might be the New Century version. Well, it is called the New Century version, but they thank you for that correction. But the the, the guys who've printed this one actually call it the, also, it's the New Century version, but they're presenting it as the International Children's Bible. No, I I know that Bible well. Because it's it's my Bible. It's your Bible. It's (laughs) your first Bible. That's exactly right. Look at all these notes from when you were a kid. Well, I got to tell you, you know, I... <laughs> you were like a you were like a child prodigy, weren't you? Uh, you know what? My parents would probably be pleased to know that I still have that Bible, that first Bible. <laughs> so here it is in the New Century version. For the director of music to the tune of Lilies, a song of David. God save me. The water has risen to my neck. I'm sinking down into the mud. There's nothing to stand on. I'm in deep water. The flood covers me. I'm tired from calling for help. My throat is sore. My eyes are tired from waiting for God to help me. There are more people who hate me for no reason than hairs on my head. Those who want to destroy me are powerful. My enemies are liars. They make me pay back what I did not steal. God, you know what I have done wrong. I cannot hide my guilt from you. Master, the Lord of heaven's armies, do not let those who hope in you be ashamed because of me. God of Israel, do not let your worshipers be disgraced because of me. For you, I carry the shame. My face is covered with disgrace. I'm like a stranger to my brothers. I'm like a foreigner to my mother's sons. My strong love for your temple completely controls me. When people insult you, it hurts me. When I cry and go without food, they make fun of me. When I wear rough cloth to show my sadness, they joke about me. They make fun of me in public places. The drunkards make up songs about me. But I pray to you, Lord. I pray that you will accept me. God, because of your great love, answer me. You are truly able to save. Pull me from the mud. Do not let me sink. Save me from those who hate me and from the deep water. Do not let the flood drown me. Do not let the deep water swallow me. Do not let the grave close its mouth over me. Lord, answer me because your love is so good. Because of your great kindness, turn to me. Do not hide from me, your servant. I am in trouble. Hurry to help me. Come near and save me. Rescue me from my enemies. You see my shame and disgrace. You know all my enemies and what they have said. Insults have broken my heart. I am weak. I looked for sympathy, but there was none. I found no one to comfort me. 
They put poison in my food. They gave me vinegar to drink. Let their own feasts cause their ruin. Let their feasts trap them and pay them back. Let their eyes be closed so they cannot see. Let their backs be forever weak from troubles. Pour your anger out on them. Show them how angry you are. May their place be empty. Leave no one to live in their tents. They chase after those you have hurt. They talk about the pain of those you have wounded. Charge them with crime after crime. Do not let them have anything good. Wipe their names from the book of life. Do not list them with those who do what is right. I am sad and hurting. God, save me and protect me. I will praise God in a song. I will honor him by giving thanks. That will please the Lord more than offering him cattle. It will please him more than the sacrifice of a bull with horns and hoofs. People who are not proud will see this and be glad. Be encouraged, you who worship God. The Lord listens to those in need. He does not look down on captives. Heaven and earth should praise him. The seas and everything in them should also. God will save Jerusalem. He will rebuild the cities of Judah. Then people will live there and own the land. The descendants of his servants will inherit that land. Those who love him will live there. All right. There it is. There it is. So imprecations for children. Well, I, I, there's a lot going on in this psalm, and yes, there certainly is a a call for uh, judgment, and I guess even poetic justice uh, to to fall upon the wicked and those that are uh, attacking the psalmist. Uh, but we're going to speak to that. Yeah, well, no, I just I, but I want us to talk about imprecation in general. I do think it's really important for us just to bring up again, though, that if this psalm is about Jesus, might we find someone particular who Brought, who, who spoke against Jesus, who persecuted Jesus, who brought reproach upon Jesus, because that is exactly what Peter does in Acts chapter 1 and verse 20. He quotes this psalm and relates it to Judas. Mm. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 20, he quotes verse 25, "...may their camp be a desolation, let no one dwell in their tents." Of course, he makes it singular about Judas, but he says, look, if I'm going to see Jesus in this psalm, mm-hmm. I'm going to see Judas in yeah. this psalm yeah. uh, as as one of those who persecuted and and the prayers of imprecation brought against Judas in specific. Yeah. So well, I, didn't, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I wanted to make sure before we went into the general, we saw that. I think that's excellent. Uh, another, I think, a tight... Um, prophecy, I guess, mm-hmm. is uh, when we have the discussion about, for my thirst, they gave me vinegar oh, to yeah. drink in verse 21. Yes. Uh, that is an aspect of the crucifixion that is brought up, I believe, in all four gospel accounts, but I had written down a couple in Matthew 27, uh, as well as John 19, verses 28 through 30. Yeah, and specifically in John 28, it says this business of thirst is to fulfill Scripture. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's a couple of passages that you might can go to about that thirst, but this is definitely one of them. For my thirst, they gave me sour wine. You, yeah. you can't you can't miss this as being a part of that. Again, like the one of the most quoted psalms and referred to psalms and alluded psalms in the New Testament. It's all over the place, which produces the problem for me with this imprecation, or I think for, for folks today very often. because I'm, So imprecation is a word that means calling down a judgment, curse. right? A yes. curse. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the psalmist is beseeching God to come down and bring the judgment, bring the curse. And so what, fi- what, what with, we tend which to... Which is also a feature of imprecation. Yes. It's being directed to God. God yes. intervene now yes. in a way that I tell you, and usually in pretty 
strict terms. Yeah, and that's that's one of the first things we've always noted about imprecations in the Psalms is that the psalmist himself is not actually going to do the things right. that are described. Right. It's, he's leaving it up to God. He's turning to God and asking mm-hmm. it. He's taking, here's, here's where I am, here's what I've experienced, here's what I'm feeling because of this, and so now, God, I'm taking it to you and asking you to go do something about this. I'm, yes. not, I'm not going out and blotting their ni- names out of the book of life. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you about that, right. which, which, first of all, says that with imprecations, as we bring what's in our heart, as we bring the, these emotions, these, these struggles that we have, as we lay them at God's feet, we are saying, I trust you, God, to handle this rightly. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not taking it upon myself. Uh, you, you will handle this rightly. Now, part of the poetic flair in this psalm that we were talking about for the mics went on was that in the imprecations, there is this twist that he is highlighting different ways the enemies are troubling him or attacking him and then saying, God, now you go do that to them. Yes. The same thing happened to you. Yeah. As we talk about imprecations, one of the backgrounds of imprecations, I think, are seen from a passage in Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. In Deuteronomy chapter 19, I'm going to begin at about verse 15. So in Deuteronomy chapter 19 and verse 15, a single witness shall not suffice against a person for any crime or any wrong in connection with any offense that he has committed. Only on the evidence of two or three witnesses shall a charge be established. If a malicious witness arises to accuse a person of wrongdoing, then both parties to the dispute shall appear before the Lord, before the priests and the judges who are in office in those days. The judges shall inquire diligently, and if the witness is a false witness and has accused his brother falsely, then you shall do to him as he had meant to do to his brother. So you shall purge the evil from your midst, and the rest shall hear and fear and shall never again commit any such evil among you. So the idea there, just what just what you've brought yeah. out, this kind of reversal, right? So if somebody has falsely accused, well, what's what has David asserted in Psalm sixty nine? He is falsely yeah. accused. He is hated for no reason, and he's not done the things they've said he's done. Exactly, his adversaries are more than the hairs on his head. And so, if falsely accused, what's supposed to happen to those who falsely accused mm-hmm. him? It's supposed to be the, visited on them. Yeah, the things that they were bringing, and there's more to it than this one. But this this is the real illustration of this. Notice in Psalm 69 and verse 21, they gave me poison for food, and for my thirst, they gave me sour wine to drink. Yeah. Now watch the reversal in verse. 22. Let their own table before them become a snare, and when they are at peace, let it become a trap. Yeah. So here are those who have falsely accused David, and he and they've brought him poison, right? And this this bitter vinegar, this sour wine. They've they've brought this to him to kill him. Yes. That's what poison is for. And what David says is these things that these false accusers have done, what they wanted to bring against me, take it back on them. Mm-hmm. And that's so the imprecations are anchored in that. Old Covenant legal system, if you falsely accuse, then what you wanted to bring about, it's supposed to come back on you. We see Jesus in this psalm in so many ways. Uh, And so I think about the cross. I think about his prayer on the cross. Yes. I am impressed that when he is being crucified, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do which does not sound like an imprecation. Well, that's the surprising thing. There's so much of Jesus in this psalm that it does surprise us that Jesus' own prayer is, Father, forgive them, mm-hmm. when the prayer in this psalm is, Father, blot them out of the book, book, of, book life. of life. Okay? So that's, that's where I think we end up struggling. All right, here's something I'd like to point out about this, though, mm-hmm. is that Paul himself, because we, we sit here trying to figure out how does this fit for us in our New Covenant context? Well, this doesn't sound like Jesus, although... 
the psalm is all about Jesus. All about Jesus. So how, how's that working? I would like to point this out. Paul actually uses one of the imprecations in this psalm himself in Romans chapter 11 as he's talking about Israel. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how Israel put Jesus to death. As mm-hmm. He's talking about how they've rejected. He says in, in Romans chapter 11 and verse 7, What then? Israel failed to obtain what it was seeking. The elect obtained it, but the rest were hardened. As it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that would not see and ears that would not hear down to this very day. And David says, Mm -hmm. by the way, notice he attributes it to David. Yes. Let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a retribution for them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see and bend their backs forever. So he's quoting again from 22 and 23. Yeah. Psalm 69. He says, look, this is about Israel. Mm -hmm. Here's an imprecation. And Paul calls it down on Israel. But notice where it goes from here. This is still in Romans 11, verse 11. So I ask, did they stumble in order that they might fall? By no means. Rather, through their trespass, salvation has come to the Gentiles so as to make Israel jealous. Now, if their trespass means riches for the world, and if their failure means riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their full inclusion mean? Now I'm speaking to you Gentiles, and as much as then I'm as possible to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry in order to somehow make my fellow Jews jealous and thus save some of them. Mm. And on it goes uh, to, to talk about this. Yeah. So here's this imprecation brought against the Israelites, yeah. but Paul's actual goal with it is to provoke them to jealousy so that they might repent and then the imprecation wouldn't apply to them. Yes. They would be saved from the imprecation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because what we've noticed before, and I, I get it's been weeks. I think we mentioned it earlier this season, but mostly it was in the first season. The first imprecation in the Psalms is Psalm 712, and it begins with, if they do not repent. Mm-hmm. And I think this is how we tie together Jesus' prayer on the cross and David's prayer in Psalm 69 is that Jesus' prayer on the cross, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they do, is actually predicated on if they repent. Yes. People didn't just get generally forgiven because Jesus prayed that. If they repent. Uh, Jesus' ministry, he calls people to repent again and again. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Unless you repent, you will likewise perish. On the other hand, prayers of imprecation are predicated on if they don't repent. Mm -hmm. And this is how those two things go together, because really, we need to understand both of these. Jesus understood both of these. Paul understood both of these. I think David understood both of these. If people will repent, forgive them. If they won't repent, then yes, bring curses down upon them. That's how we understand Jesus is Savior, but also Jesus is Judge, that Jesus on the cross dies to save us, to redeem us. But if we refuse that gospel, when he comes again, he comes as Judge. It is for judgment. And I know we're out of time, but if I can just make this one more connection, that in Psalm 69, we tie back once again to the name of God in Exodus 34. So in Psalm 69 and verse 13, as for me, my prayers to you, O God, O Lord, at an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me in your saving faithfulness. That's calling on the name of God. And we recognize in verse 16, answer me, O Lord, for your steadfast love is good according to your abundant mercy. Mm-hmm. Again, both references back to God as he's giving his name in Exodus 34. And God's name is that he is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin but who will by no means clear the guilty. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's we've got to recognize all sides of that name. He is slow to anger. He will relent from disaster. He brings forgiveness for those who will fear him, who will turn to him, who will keep his covenant. But if you don't, then what you have is you will be uncleared. You will face these curses. In verse 36, the psalm ends with these words, and those who love his name shall dwell in it. Well, thank you so much for joining us for Text Talk today. We hope that you have a wonderful weekend, that we can meet you this weekend at Livingston as you come out to worship. Of course, we always appreciate your feedback and good comments. You can send us emails, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, we thank you for Psalm 69. We thank you for being able to read it this week. It is so rich to us, and it teaches us so much about Jesus and about your great plan of redemption. We pray, Father, that we might be mindful that you are Savior and that you are judge, and that there is a place for repentance and redemption because of your patience, Father. Help us then to be patient and to be forgiving to other people, to be merciful that we might obtain your mercy. We praise you in your great name. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. I got to make sure that it's actually Deuteronomy chapter 15, 19. You know, Edwin, as you're talking about that, it reminds me of a passage in Deuteronomy 19. (laughs) You should turn there in your Bible and read that. (laughs) I think I will. Okay. I think I will. All right. All right. We'll get get this straight. We'll get this straight.